This is Jimmy Scroggins. I'm the lead pastor at Family Church in West Palm Beach, Florida. Are you tired of going to conferences, reading books, and listening to speakers who tell you how to do church when you know that you cannot do what they are recommending? You've come to the right place on our podcast. We're going to give you principles, strategies, and ideas that you can implement right now with the resources you have at your church because this is church for the rest of us. Welcome back to all of our listeners. This is a very special bonus session, and you're going to be glad that you've joined us. Leslie Bennett and I are here in the studio at Family Church in downtown West Palm Beach, Florida, and we're with some good friends of mine and Kristen's, Herschel and Tanya York. All right, so I'll just introduce them for us. We have Dr. Herschel York, who's the Dean of Theology at the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary, also the pastor of Buck Run Baptist Church, and his wife, Tanya, who helps lead alongside of him there at the church and shepherd people and helps grow that church, not as a pastor, but as a pastor's wife. And Dr. York has an academic background in the languages, but his specialties in preaching and in actually practitioner, ministry, yeah. a practitioner <laughs> yeah, of pastoral right. ministry, as well as teaching at Southern. So... That's yeah, my best. That was good, Leslie. Now, uh, <laughs> I have a friendship with the Yorks that goes back pretty far. When, what year, when did you guys move to Louisville? In 1997. So 1997. Yeah. So I had come to Highview Baptist Church earlier that same year. I think I came there in 96 or 97. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you guys moved there, and so your boys were— We immediately— yeah, found you. They were 14 and 12. Yeah. yeah. So you had kids there. Yeah. I was a youth pastor at Highview Baptist Church. Right, right. You thought you were going to come on to Highview Baptist Church, and we connected with your kids day yeah, one. You got them immediately yeah. and took them on a mission trip, our oldest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. right. Florida. I forgot about that. Yeah. Jacksonville, Florida, I believe. Yeah, yeah Mike, we did. Michael ended up beginning to speak at First Jack's on a Wednesday night. Yeah, that's that. right. And it was like, he preached at First Jack's before I did. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He got up at the microphone and gave a talk. It was really good. Yeah, we've got a picture of that. Yeah. Somewhere we still have a picture of that. That's yeah. Cool. And so, of course, back in those days, First Jack's was really blowing and going. Yeah. And it was a major church. And I think God really did a work in Michael's life while he was there. Uh, without question. Yeah. yeah. So we've been friends for a long time. And uh, I've got to be... Your friend, you you were a teaching pastor at our church while I was a youth pastor. You've been a professor at the school where I went to school and then I taught alongside you. I never had you in class, but you and I spent a lot of time talking about preaching one-on-one. Yeah. In fact, uh, one of my great honors is that you actually came over to my house one time with a videotape and said, yeah. watch this with me and give me some pointers. And and you did. Yeah, I did. And, and you've given uh, me a lot of pointers. Have you forgiven me yet? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm thankful for it. Every one of them. I remember one time. I preached at Highview, and Tanya was talking to me afterwards, and I said, well, Tanya, you know, what did Herschel think? And she said, mm, he thinks you have a lot of potential. <laughs> <laughs> she and she said it so nicely and with yeah. a smile, and I was like, okay, I'll take that. I, I remember you used to have to drink I was lot. so thirsty. I, had, thirsty. I know. You you know I still mouth. get that way sometimes. Did you really? Yeah, dry yeah. mouth real bad. Yeah, One yeah. time. I came real close to bringing in one of those great big igloo containers of water, like, you know, 10 gallons. You should have done it. I deserved it. uh, I just set it up on the platform beside you when you you got up to preach, but I resisted the urge. Well, there's plenty to joke about uh, in my beginnings (laughs) in ministry and probably how it is now as well. You know, my favorite thing about you guys, though, when it comes to everything that you've done academically uh, in terms of ministry and all of it, my favorite thing is that you have been able to maintain a happy and healthy marriage and family while you've maintained a happy and healthy ministry. Mm. And you've been doing it for mm. a long time together. 
And that, to me, is the most powerful thing about who you are. Well, you're kind. You know, there's a part of me that would love to give you some secret and say, oh, yeah, well, here's what we've done. My explanation for it is quite simple, that the Lord knows what a wimp I am. (laughs) And he gave me the easiest wife to live with and the easiest church to pastor because I just couldn't take it much tougher. And I look at my wife and my church, I go, well, how could I not be happy? I'm blessed in mm-hmm. both things. Of course, there are a few other people in my life that I won't name that <laughs> sometimes make up for it. But, you know, I'm blessed. I and mean, Tanya and I do. We have fun. I mean, yeah, we enjoy it. Yeah, so we- tell us the story. How did you meet? Oh, you go for it. So I got called as youth pastor at Ashland Avenue Baptist Church in 1980. I was hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. I've actually heard you tell this many times. Okay. okay. I would like to hear Tanya tell <laughs> okay. All right. So um, it's, it's interesting because I was unchurched, actually, somewhat at this time, and I had been out of going to church, and it was his aunt who literally bugged me to death. She would call on the phone on a Saturday night and ask me to show up mm-hmm. you know, for church the next morning, and I'd lie and say, I'll be there just so I wouldn't have to deal with her. She'd even show up on my step of my house, and I'd not answer the door. But long story about that, but I, she had told me, hey, we've got a new guy coming in. It's my nephew, and he's going to be doing a youth ministry, and he's going to be phenomenal, and I'd really like you to just come in and you know, I agreed to do it to get her off my back. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I came. She was, she was 19 and I was 20. So. Yeah. Okay. So I came. I had friendships of people at the church there. But anyway, so I'm walking around. He walks in and really, I swoon. I swoon. He's got on like a powder blue suit and looking all Man. fly. Man, she's flushing as she's talking suit. in the studio. Wow. Yeah, and it was I, pretty. It is undeniable. Yeah. There we was. saw each other. Boom. It was just like, it was. it, it is one of those Lightning. movies you see. Yeah, yeah. Everything else right. fades away. Yeah. I was just smitten big time mm-hmm. and. I do need to tell this part, though, because I tell it better than she <laughs> So we go on a double date. She's with my cousin, and I'm mm-hmm. with another girl. But on the double date, Tanya But wait, I, lightning's already struck. Yeah, that's right. Right, right. Lightning's already struck. Uh, but my, my- uh, let me let me though the it's clear I am in a platonic friendship with his cousin, that's and right. that's been established between. His cousin yeah, right. and yeah, he, and she even know. pays her way on the yeah. date that night. Just so I see the signal, right. right? Exactly. We checked the other girl. It was on a Saturday night. The next morning was my first day at Ashland Avenue. So we take the other girl home first, and when we take Tanya home, she gets out to go in, and I'm in the back seat where I had been, you know, and I get out to get in the front seat with my cousin for us to go on home, and Tanya, who's standing there by the door, hands me piece of paper with her phone number on it and it says call me in the morning to make sure i get up in time for sunday school no, that's smooth right? and church <laughs> very well, subtle what kind of a what kind of a youth pastor would i be if i didn't you know, and, 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 i know so i take it and i get the signal you know i mean this this is definitely a signal so the next morning 7 a.m i call her she answers the phone i said hey i just wanted to make sure you you wake up. He uses this, this voice. Yeah, he uses radio voice. His yeah. radio yeah. voice. And yeah. I did. I said, I want to make sure that me. you are up in time for Sunday school and church. And she said, your voice really sounds good in the morning. And I said, how would you like to hear it the rest of your life? <laughs> <laughs> 
13 days later, we bought the rings. Wow. So, Herschel and Tanya, I mean, you guys meet, and then 13 days later, you're buying rings. Like, right. what in the world did your parents think about that? Her mother loved it. Her mother, her, her mother, her mother loved, she loved me. It. My mom freaked. I can't. I'm, uh, I can't imagine. Yeah, that she did. My, my dad was always like, "Hey, your business is your business. You know, you're a man. I raised you to be a man. Do you know? You make your own decisions." But my mother was like, "Oh, don't be silly." <laughs> so, uh, right. But that, my dad went a believer, and my dad really wasn't <laughs> much interested in that kind of thing. Yeah, he he wasn't around. I mean, much. Uh, you know, he just. Yeah, he was off fishing all the time, and and we came back. He wouldn't outright give me his permission, but he he sort of liked me. And it took a few months. It was in fact uh, a a month before we got married. He finally gave me his permission, but I actually traded a load of wood for yes. her. Yes, he, he brought in a load of wood for the for my yeah. dad's fireplace. Yeah, he, he was drinking one night. And, uh, <laughs> it's a great and, story. Yeah, really and. Is. And he said, he used a few choice words. He said, Hershey, he called me Hershey, go out and get a load of wood, you know, put it in the fire. And I said, I'll make you a deal. Cause I appealed to him for months. You know, I, I wanted to have your express permission to marry your daughter. And he, I don't know about this, you know, this kind of thing. Tony's mom was like, I'll go ahead. He don't pay any attention to him, but I, I really had to have it. And so he said, go get a load of wood. And I said, I'll make a deal with you. I'll trade you a load of wood for your daughter. And he said, Best blankety blank deal I've made. <laughs> Holy cow, Tanya! I know, right? Yeah. So you wow. see why I have such a great sense of humor, right? Man, <laughs> so that's that's how I got her. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it was a great deal. Yeah, it was a great but deal not for him. <laughs> no, I for you. I agree. Yeah. Hey, tell me about your ministry journey, Tanya. So, what did you guys do? So, you got married six months after that. Then you're in ministry together. Mm-hmm. What did you guys do? Oh, wow. Okay. So we were, that makes me. You were uh, 20 when we got married. Right, right. So I'm immersed into something I'm completely, is foreign to me. Because you were barely churched, right? Right. Like my grandmother probably was my most influential spiritual voice in my life. And I'd go to vacation Bible school and my mom would take us to church basically to even out the scales of, you know, if you go to church or you don't go to church in judgment. You show up at church more, you have better standing before God kind of deal, I think. And um, actually, my mom, we led my mom to Christ after we were married and uh, led my dad to Christ when he was in his 80s. So it was pretty awesome. But I had no idea what I was entering in. No. Into ministry, yeah, and, and especially um, you know, I was in this independent Baptist yeah. background, right? So it was so it's really, almost cultish, really strict to and, me for a while, and very small. You know, yeah. I mean, I was a big fish in a little <clears> pond, <throat> and Tanya was not from really within that pond, and so she very soon felt the judgment of people on her, and that was, was hard to get through all yeah, that. And yeah. but the Lord used it, you know, yeah, for us to yeah, really yeah. figure out who are you living for. Whose approval are you seeking? And it forced us into some. Well, of those and it even it forced me into theology. Like, actually, what does the Bible say? Because I'm seeing all these people live under this strange set of rules, and I'm going, so like, why am I doing this now? Where is this yeah. in the Bible? Yeah, where is this in the Bible now? I'm not sure about that. So, it actually strengthened me up and made me look at what the Word of God said, and He and I would like have discussions about some of those things a lot. So he he was a wonderful professor for me. He was able to point me to where things were. And- you know, that uh, nothing could thrill me more than to hear that. 
if you ask me my greatest accomplishment in life, it's that I discipled Tanya York. Hmm. I would put that at the top above anything else is that I got to disciple her. It's pretty exciting. I, I like I know good preaching. Like I love really good preaching. And so I'll sit and listen. And that's one of the things like after he finishes preaching, he'll do that. Well, what do you think? And if I'm silent, he knows what I think. <laughs> <laughs> that never happens. Oh, yeah. oh, it happens. It happens. No, I usually try and find a really nice way to say. She just says, you know, for anybody else, that would be good. Yeah, that's true. Oh, but yeah. for you, it's just that I know what you're capable of. We have potential. Yeah. 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 But, you know, hey, I know the sting of that. <laughs> yeah. But when she says, oh, you nailed it, that was great. I trust her. But too, I, that, 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 yeah. That he was. helped me love the word of God and what it says. So, so where'd you guys go? So you, you became. When you got married, were you already pastoring a church? What what happened? Kind of give us a quick I was rundown. A minister, I was a minister of music and youth at Ashland Avenue there okay. in Lexington. In Lexington. So, you know, she was with me. I, we got married during spring break of my junior year in college. Mm-hmm. So she was with me for really every degree I've had. Mm-hmm. And I did four years of undergraduate Greek. Then I did a master's in Greek there at UK. And then I wanted to go to seminary. And that's when we packed up and we moved to the Memphis area. I went to Mid America, and uh, that that was that's such a great experience. It mm-hmm. just opened us mm-hmm. to a much larger, mm-hmm. both Southern Baptist and Evangelical world. Mm-hmm. Was down there for three years. While there, the first year I couldn't get a job, so we were the janitors at the Kirby Woods Baptist Church. Well, that's in, a job that's in a Memphis, job. and yeah. uh, and learned that way. And then I got called as youth pastor at First Baptist Church, Marion, Arkansas. But a month after I was there, the pastor resigned to become the DOM, Director of Missions of the Association. And so then the church asked me to be interim pastor. And after a couple months in that, they said, why don't you just be our pastor? And so we found ourselves in our first senior pastorate. It was a great experience. First Baptist Church, Marion, Arkansas, taught us a lot. We had a just a great time there. A lot of people got saved. We integrated the church, which was a big deal in eastern Not Arkansas in the late 1980s. That was a move of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Ashland Avenue called me back as senior pastor in 1990. So we'd been married at that point nine years, went back to Ashland Avenue. And I led Ashland Avenue into the SBC just because I said they, they had pulled out of the SBC in 1970 mm-hmm. over liberalism. <laughs> and I told them, I said, hey, the, you know, the stuff that you left over is gone now. It's over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You won. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So why are you still protesting? Let's go back. And and they did. And not long after that, then Al Mohler asked me to come to Southern in 1997 on faculty. And that was that's a trip. So that you you know our story pretty much from there. But those the uh, first well I do, but tell everybody else. Well, in 1997, I went to Southern, became a full time professor there for seven years. I did interim pastorates and was a teaching pastor there at Highview. And then in 2003, Buck Run asked me to be the pastor and said, we'll let you do both. Yeah. And um, so and we've been love doing, it. Yeah. We for love the it. last 16 years, we've been full-time professor and pastor. And Tanya, honestly, I just couldn't do what I do without her. There, It's not that she helps me do it better. It's that I could not do it without her. She adds so much to everything I do. 
So, Tanya, what's your favorite season in ministry, if you could name? Obviously, young pastor's <laughs> wife and now right, right. You know, oh, raising man, your family that's tough. and serving alongside. Yeah, I'd say the one I'm in right now. Okay. Yeah, I love it. And I don't know. Would you always I, say that, though? Maybe. Is that always your answer? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. There was a couple of seasons that were were really challenging mm-hmm. that I'd lost a little bit of joy. And I remembered th- this is funny because I came forward in church. Herschel's the pastor and he's down front at the invitation. And yeah. I came forward and big tears are rolling down my face. And I go, I don't like these people. <laughs> <laughs> that was your response to his preaching. <laughs> wow, what a sermon. I said, oh my, they have stolen my joy. Because there's just a hard you know, critical mm-hmm. of people. It was just a hard season of our life. People were, we weren't living up to their expectations and their expectations were unrealistic, I mm-hmm. think. And our expectations were unrealistic of what we were able to do. Anyway, and he he's like, well, can we talk about this later? <laughs> so we did. But he did say some very wise but prophetic and confronting words that were, he, he delivered them with grace, but they were they were harsh to my heart in the sense of they didn't, rob you of your joy. You gave it away. Mm-hmm. You know, that's between you yeah. and the Lord. Mm-hmm. And circumstances cannot dictate your joy. That's free of the Spirit. And he sort of shepherded me through that. And I will tell you, it was a life-changing conversation. Mm-hmm. And I began to find joy in whatever ministry the Lord put me in. And I, li- I literally learned to love what might be to some people an unlovable people mm-hmm. or unlovely people at a season. I've learned to sort of embrace quirkiness of people better and in ministry. I do that in general, but in the people you're trying to shepherd, disciple, and all that can be wounding mm-hmm. and sort of not yeah, be people, overwounded. People disappoint you. Yeah, you yeah, know? right. And you think, gosh, <clears throat> they should know better than this. And you get disappointed and then you let that ruin your life. You let that right. ruin your joy. And you've got to get to the point where you don't let that happen. You say, no, that's my joy's on me. No right. one can take it away. It's fruit of the spirit. Right. If I'm walking in the spirit, I'm to have joy. And you learn to love people in their brokenness, in their quirkiness, mm-hmm. in their disappointing things. Yeah, and I've done all that crazy comparison, you know, do I live up to this? Do I live up to that? I can't even imagine living in Pinterest and Facebook world (laughs) at that time in my life, it Mm. would have, I I wouldn't have been able to be on it. Mm. It would have just wounded my heart way too much. And so it does many. Yeah. But I'm, I'd say now, now it's my my favorite time. I love it. It's great. What was it like raising kids in Mm. the ministry? Because that's a huge challenge. It is. It's great. It's a great life. Honestly, there's, it's a life's a trade off. I I never, and challenges. I never felt like it was hard. No. I mean, it's different. I, it's hard for bricklayers raising yeah. kids. You yeah. know, I, okay. I, it's a challenge. No matter who you are, what you do raising kids is difficult. But I never thought that it was a separate category of being in ministry and that made raising children harder. And part of that is just your ignorance. You, you've yeah. never done right, it right. any other That's way. Right. So That's true. this is who we are. This is what we do. And uh, we were blessed with wonderful sons that they just came along with us and did what we did. Uh, and, we always were against a child-centered home. We were mm-hmm. like, you know, no, our relationship takes priority over everything else. You guys get to fit into it. This is our home. You're wearing clothes we bought. You're eating food that I provided. <laughs> You're watching the TV. Like, I, I know some people think this is terrible, but 
If our sons were watching TV in the den and I walked in, they had to hand me the remote control and say, here, Dad, watch what you want to watch. Now, nine times out of ten, I'm going to say, no, no, we'll finish watching your show. That, that's fine. But I wanted them to always know that's my call. It's yeah, my right. TV. You're yeah. in my house. <clears throat> and, you know, they're grown men now. When I'm at their house, guess what? I don't pick up the remote and change the channel. Huh? We watch what they want to watch. <clears throat> yeah. So uh, I but, think we know, enjoyed people, it. Yeah, but people put. You know, expectations on your kids from a church. It's like, oh, well, those are the preacher's kids. And, they're, you know, you have all those things like, oh, those are deacon's kids and what people will say it would be unkind. But we really did work hard to say, you know, there's behavior that you need to just subscribe to because not because your father's the pastor, but because your father's the king. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a grander scale than just your dad. Yeah. So, you know, the bar's high anyway. Yeah. So, so you just have know two boys, two correct? boys, and mm-hmm. where are they now? One is a pastor in Salem, Missouri. Michael married to a wonderful, delightful wife. Sarah, today's their thirteenth anniversary. Yeah, the day we recorded, golly, this year, 13th uh, thirteen. I know, right? And they have one okay. son, eight years old, Henry. And mm-hmm. Seth is uh, a, the associate director at Cedarmore Camp and part of Crossings Ministries, their uh, division of Kentucky Baptist Convention. And they have four children. And married to Candace, married who's to a Candace, treasure. I mean, we gosh, we adore our daughters yeah. in law. And they're thirty five and thirty six. Okay, yeah. so, so they're both in ministry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are. Mm-hmm. Love yeah. Jesus, love their wives. Very different. Very, very, very different. Boys, and yet God's used Amen. them both. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fun to watch. They them. they are different enough that it would be hard for you to put them together as you, brothers. You would not. I always no. used to say you'd see a sign that says "fun for the whole family." I would go, "That's a lie." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, I mean, Michael right. and Seth. I mean, Michael they, has always been an intellectual, a bookworm, a right. kind of an introvert, kind mm-hmm. of a guy, super smart and articulate. But right. just and Seth has always been life of the party and mm-hmm. knows everybody and social butterfly. And just to watch them grow up and emerge into ministry has been incredible. It's got to so make cool. you incredibly grateful. Oh, it's really let great. me tell you, I just the, the the admiration I have for my sons, the joy of watching them do ministry. Do it's family. Just, yeah, it's, do family. Yeah, honestly. It's, it's just priceless. Yeah, yeah. Again, if discipling Tanya is number one in my life, being their dad is number two. Yeah. So good. We know a lot of our listeners – are leading in small and medium-sized churches. A lot of them are younger. What advice would you give them to kind of wind this up? What advice would you give them about having a long and happy marriage, family, and ministry? I would say you've got to learn to genuinely love the Lord, love each other, and love your church. You have to choose to do this. Love things. is at the core, isn't it? Absolutely. It is. I mean, this is First Corinthians 13. Absolutely. And it doesn't matter how talented and gifted you are without love. It really does not matter. And, you know, Tanya and I were in Hawaii when that missile warning oh, came. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. we were we got the thing on our phone, you know, inbound ballistic missile, take cover. Mm-hmm. You know, there was no part of me that said, gee, I wish I had another degree. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could preach one more sermon. You know, it's like, man, I'm here with my wife and what a life. And, mm-hmm. you know, loving one another is just the key to so much uh, so much other good stuff in your life. I think it's key to healthy children. I think the love that we have for each other helps mm-hmm. us lead in our church. Mm-hmm. So my counsel to anybody is, man, learn to love the Lord, love one another, love your church. The, 
Love covers a multitude of sins. They'll take a lot from you if they feel that love. Tanya, put a bow on it for us. All right. I think you got to, your marriage is key. It's just crucial. The Lord could have chosen any venue to say, this is what my love looks like. And you would, as a mom, I would go, oh, it's got to be a mother-child relationship. But the Lord said, it's the husband and wife relationship that I'm going to use. And so I think you have to really wear that responsibility, opportunity, and delight in that that is God's beautiful design to take this love that's passionate, unending, zealous, every faithful, everything that God's love is for His people, and apply that to your marriage. Mm. That's a pretty high bar, that isn't is it, a Leslie? Very high bar. <laughs> wow. Hey, Herschel and Tanya, thanks so much for joining us today on Church for the Rest of Us. One of my favorite things to do is introduce people that I love to people that I love. And so it's been fun to get to introduce you to our (laughs) listeners if they don't already know you, and many of them already do. Just so our listeners know, our next season, Multi-Site Church for the Rest of Us is about to launch. We have some great conversations coming up and some really good and interesting guests, and you're not going to want to miss it. You can sign up for regular updates at FamilyChurchNetwork.com. Thank you so much for joining us on today's podcast. I'd love for you to follow me on Twitter at Jimmy Scroggins or check out FamilyChurchNetwork.com to chime in on our blog. We want your feedback on today's podcast. Plus, we want to know what you are doing because we want to learn from you too. Hey, until next time, this is Jimmy Scroggins and you've been listening to Church for the Rest of Us.